0: Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I'm going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. Before I get to today's introduction, I've got a quick announcement. Proceed value is once again hitting the road, but this time not going quite as far as Germany. On April 20th, the JV Collective's exhibition, Sirens, will be opening at the Baltimore Jewelry Center in Baltimore, Maryland. There will be a reception that Friday night from 6 to 9 p.m. And much like our exhibition in Munich, I'll be set up right in the gallery with my microphones, except I'm switching things up a little this time. I'll be interviewing artists with strong ties to the Baltimore Jewelry Center community. And you'll just have to wait and listen to the episode to know the rest. If you're in the area, I hope you'll stop by and say hello. There'll be refreshments, most of us will be in attendance, and if you come around 7 p.m., you can catch us talking about our work and how we relate as sirens. I'll have more information on the exhibition and the Baltimore Jewelry Center in the description of this episode. Today on the podcast is the second installment of recordings I captured while recently attending and exhibiting at Munich Jewelry Week. And the moment I knew today's guest was going to be in attendance, I immediately reached out for an interview. When I first started admiring contemporary jewelry, it was typically the overall aesthetic that drew me in. I mean, I'm a jeweler that loves shiny objects. Are we surprised? But as I've gained experience and knowledge, the way I appreciate and see other artists work has changed. Now I'm most excited when I can't figure out another artist's process or even better, the material that they're using. Sure, I might know the techniques used, but when I look at an object and truly can't imagine the time and effort it takes to create that said object, that is when I am enamored. My guest today is a French Canadian jeweler, enamelist, and illustrator from Montreal. She utilizes the cloisonné technique to bring her colorful and charming illustrations to life. The first time I saw her work in person, My jaw dropped. Her brooches are big, like very big, but they can still be comfortably worn on the body. And that is yet another reason why I am an admirer of her work. The best part? From her distinctive eyeliner to her crazy colorful socks, she very much so matches her jewelry. So please welcome today's guest, Aulie Guillaume. So even if that is it, then like... That's fine. I was joking with Maria last night. Noelle was like, hey, come to Munich. We'll set something up. And I was like, you hear that? We're going to Munich. Or not Munich. Montreal. Yeah, yeah. you got to come to Montreal. <laughs> I've never been. I would oh, love to. Oh, you have to. to then. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I take people up Please on come that. call me. Okay, deal. we Will do. <laughs> um, okay, first things first. Will you please say your name and give me like a short lesson on how to say your name? <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: always the hardest thing when I introduce myself. It's, it's a beautiful name. It's Aurelie. Aurelie? Yeah, that's really good. And then my last name is Guillaume.
0: Guillaume. Yeah. Guillaume. Guillaume. Aurelie. Oh yeah.
1: uh, it's, a, it's a, the the hard thing to say is the r it's like Ugh. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Aurélie? Aurélie? Yeah. yeah. Guillaume.
1: Aurélie Guillaume. Oh you Aurélie can say you know the easiest way um, I found to explain my name to people is that they have to say oh really. But without being like really excited about it it's like oh really. You know it's yeah. just like kind of close. <laughs>
0: Tara Locklear told me that after I met you at Lou I wear your ring. I have your oh, ring on. Thank you. And everybody's like, "Oh, who's that ring by?" And I was like, or, ah, uh, really? <laughs> I'm from Iowa and Oklahoma. Yeah. Like
1: you know. The worst is that I use, uh, my artist name that I use is Mademoiselle Guillaume. Yeah. But I write it like uh, the abbreviation of Mademoiselle. So people sometimes come to me and they're like, are you
0: Mlle Oh, your Instagram handle? Yeah, no, I relate to that too. And I'm
1: just like, oh, should I change this or not? No, I won't.
0: It's fine, do you? It's I, oh, Oh, Guillaume. Yeah. Uh... Okay, yeah, I'm gonna keep working. Computer's just like, hey, I don't know. Um, okay, so for the listeners, we are Munich Jewelry Week. Um, tell them, well, we know your name now, um, <laughs> but what? where do you live and what do you do? Uh, I live in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
1: very recent and I am a jeweler and I just uh, got into a new studio mm-hmm. with my first jewelry teacher. So Aww. that's really exciting. I'm going to yeah. keep on learning more, uh, and yeah, I make jewelry with uh, enamel. I work with the cloisonné technique, but mm-hmm. um, I use my crazy characters to make big, big, big brooches.
0: <laughs> so ahi is a you like that? Um, <laughs> Love it. You're incredible. Like I, lo- it's just you're not just making any brooches. Like these brooches are insane, and the. <laughs> Visual, they're just so visually stunning and they are really big, but they're wearable, which I really love that they are wearable. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes contemporary jewelry can get to a certain point where it's like, do I actually want that on my body for more than 20 minutes? Yeah. You know? Um, But you are, and I have to congratulate you on this because it's such a big deal, but you're one of the finalists for the Art Jewelry Forum Artist Award. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. A very competitive, very prestigious award. Are you nervous?
1: A little bit, yeah. And and the thing I don't know if I should say it, but um, I didn't apply myself.
0: You did not? No, I
1: like so. Back in September, I had some problems uh, where Mm -hmm. I had to relocate to Montreal. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah. And so I was overwhelmed with a lot of things I had to do, like moving back home and then finding a new studio and uh, having shows and. There was a lot to take care of. Um, mm-hmm. And so I decided not to involve myself in anything and mm-hmm. to just keep it quiet. Um, and then I was really lucky that uh, Noel, Noel Guillemar.
0: Oh, wait, let's do that one too. <coughs> Say that last name again. Guillemar. Guillemar. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, he actually, uh, he sneaked up on me and he applied for me. He put in the... Um, I don't know. The application? The application, application for yep. me. And then I found out I was one of the finalists. So it was a really big surprise for me. And mm-hmm. I'm really happy and very honored. And wow. it's just, uh, yeah, it's so, a lot to take in. <laughs> so
0: Noel owns a gallery in Montreal. And yeah. so are, is he kind of... Like in, I know, like, Melanie Belinker and Sienna Patty have a relationship. They've worked together for, like, 20 years or something. Um, and that's her, like, sole gallery. Is that kind of the thing? same thing with you and Noel? Like, he's your main gallerist yeah, representation? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's the He's actually the only gallerist that represents my work at the moment. Yeah. I, I've had shows in other places, mm-hmm. but they don't uh, officially represent my work.
0: Yeah, I saw your work at Reinstein-Ross in yeah. New York City. Yeah. So then are you under contract with him? Like, that is, like a contract that you sign and you just, no, it's just no, kind of, we like don't, a verbal we thing. don't
1: have a contract. It's uh, do you want to give me your stuff? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll Aww. give you what I have. And I mean, yeah. um, I, I studied in Montreal and, mm-hmm. um, Noel has always been very close to the school. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of an, um, easy approach to yeah. the gallery, you know, um, everybody that goes to the school goes to visit his gallery. So, um, we're very lucky to have him in Montreal. Yeah. Cause contemporary
0: um, jewelry galleries are few and far between, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, we're lucky to have him there. So, um, mm. you know.
0: So in school, um, you went to school in Montreal. Yeah. Did you study, because your illustrations are what, I mean, your work is stunning, because of your techniques at the Clausenet, you do a really great job. Um, I'm just gonna keep working. (laughs) And um, sorry guys, my computer's just (laughs) being the worst. (laughs) Who knows if this interview will survive. Um, Did you study illustration or or were you jewelry right away?
1: Oh no, it was kind of a complicated path for me. So Mm -hmm. I started out in applied arts when I was very young. And Mm -hmm. then uh, that was in France then moved to Canada and then uh, enrolled in a fine arts program and then I did graphic design Mm -hmm. and then uh, I hit a wall there because everything had to be done on computers and I just, uh, I I have a really uh, uh, bad relationship with computers, I don't (laughs) get them, they don't (laughs) respond to my comments. (laughs) Oh, I um, so much
0: right now. <laughs> and
1: so um, I did graphic design because at first I thought I wanted to become an illustrator. like I've yeah. always loved drawing like like my mom always says this she says I was uh like maybe this doll, like a baby. Mm -hmm. And I was crying and crying. And she says, well, you were so annoying and I didn't know what to do with you. And I give you a pen and paper and then you stop crying forever. (laughs) (laughs) So I could thank my mom for what I'm doing today because, you know, she's always been really supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so when I did graphic design, I I was just like, I can't do this on a computer. Like I always love to um, have, um, you know, physical relationship with yeah tactile yeah exactly mm-hmm. so there was that one day I freaked out and I came back home crying because I was just like I don't know what to do with myself now I'm doing yeah. fine arts applied art graphic design what else mm-hmm. and there was a jewelry program that my school was offering and I was and I thought why not let's just do it I don't know what it involves I didn't know you had to use a torch to make jewelry like for me was this magical thing that just happens you know and Mm -hmm. the first day I was in school was just I fell in love with it that's exciting
0: yeah so a few things are you are you a full-time working artist like do you have a day job then
1: I do have a day job but it's part-time very much part-time so mm-hmm. I um, I work at two different places so yeah. I work at the jewelry school of Montreal um, and I assist a uh, teacher for mm-hmm. uh, basic jewelry technique classes mm-hmm. um, and then I also work at another art center that teaches jewelry same kind of classes mm-hmm. um, I'm also assisting um, but that wasn't the case before. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So last year I met you at Lute yeah. at the museum of art and design, yeah. bought a little ring cause I could afford it. That's how you start <laughs> your collection. Y'all buy what you can afford and then just keep saving. Um, and I believe that you were a resident artist at little street art yeah. center, right? Yeah. I was. In Chicago. I've yeah. been there. Love yeah. that place!
1: It's a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. I I loved uh, the residency I did there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, yeah. I applied and I luckily got in. Yeah. Um. And it was just fantastic to be there. There's um, Little Street doesn't only um, have a jewelry uh, program. They also have ceramics, photography, digital arts, uh, textile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was so amazing was to not only be connected to other jewelers, but to other artists working in different fields, so yeah. Um, and as a resident, you could also um, take classes. Um, oh, yeah, for free. Um, so I took advantage of that and started, um, you know, experimenting with ceramics and trying to uh, go back to computer a little and take classes, but mm -mm, still didn't work. (laughs) I was just like, okay, I'm going to have a different uh, attitude towards it, but (laughs) it still didn't work. I'm not cut out for that.
0: And that residency is pretty good. I mean, I know Jessica Armstrong who did it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's one year, right?
1: Yeah, it's a one-year residency. But
0: you still have to, they don't give you like a place to live or anything.
1: No. So Little Street offers a lot, but uh, you have to find your own place. Mm -hmm. Um, In Chicago. In Chicago. So it can be
0: inexpensive if you... Yeah, that yeah.
1: was uh, so to find a place that was that was not so expensive. Um, I lived an hour away by train from oh, wow. my studio, so every day I had two hours of commute. Yeah, um, but it was nice. I mean, I liked the train in Chicago because it's above town, so you yeah. feel like you're in a f- in a fair and you're just like above the city, and it's it's really nice to see what's going on in the neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, and I also took advantage of, of that time in the train to sketch a lot and think about my day and prepare myself for the day. So When I had yeah. a
0: commute in Seattle, I really actually, um, and in my walk to work in Philadelphia, I really cherished that time, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't have that anymore because my studio in Montreal is, is much closer, but I mean, it was so good to just... Think yeah. about what you wanted to do, daydream, and it's just this time that you have for yourself to just even just relax or take a nap or, <laughs> you yeah. know, just.
0: So you mentioned France. So did you move from France? You were born in France? And no, I was there? born in Montreal. Oh, okay. So you're a citizen of Canada, a Canadian yeah, citizen? I have a double
1: citizenship.
0: Oh, is yeah. your mother from France?
1: Yeah, both my parents were, are from France.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So did you live in France for a piece of. Your yeah,
1: life? I actually uh, lived in the French Caribbean when I was a kid.
0: Oh, okay, so that sounds nice. That's <laughs>
1: a lot. That's uh, a lot of my work is influenced from that period of my life in terms yeah. of colors and patterns. That makes
0: so much sense. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I love when I learn yeah. things about people, and <laughs> then it like informs me of like why things yeah. about their yeah. work.
1: Oh. Yeah. like it was so nice living there because as a kid, you know, you go to the beach and you just uh, go beachcombing and just finding things in trees and. Playing with whatever is around, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just, uh, I think um, it really, uh, how could I say that? Like I started collecting stuff when I was a kid, you know, just Mm -hmm. always being interested in those small treasures you could find everywhere in your environment. Yeah. And I feel that this is influencing a lot of my work today, you know, and always Mm -hmm. looking around what you can find. Yeah. Um, And then later on, we moved to the south of France uh, when I was a teenager. And we moved back to Montreal when I was 15, so since then I've been in Canada.
0: So So I wanted to get a little reference for that because I know, I mean, I follow you on Instagram and I think I'm pretty savvy social media wise. And I noticed that there was issues going on with you. And I don't know if you've ever like necessarily made a public announcement about it or whatever, but... I feel like you got kicked out of America or something. (laughs) Or I know your residency came to an abrupt stop.
1: Yeah, well, the residency was uh, supposed to last for a year, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was living uh, with my partner at the time, and um, he wanted to stay in Chicago, and so I did everything in my power to stay longer. Mm. So, um, Pam Robinson, who's the program director at Little Street, uh, who was also a snag director for a long time. Yeah, I met Pam before, yeah. she told me, "Okay, you can do the residency for a second year." Um, so I was really thrilled by that, and I, I was just, "Okay, this is cool. I can, I will be working and making more shows, and you know, developing my network." Um, and so I came back to Montreal for the for some vacation, just to come back home and then take a break. And when I wanted to go back to Chicago. this border agent uh, didn't let me go through Mm because my visa apparently wasn't good so that was uh, a really big
0: shock I couldn't even imagine to like go somewhere just because you pack a bag for like a week you don't really bring any of your belongings I only had summer clothes oh (laughs) and then you go back and you just I just I couldn't even imagine that so your visa Somehow, what, had it lapsed because you were only going to be there for a year? Like, have they given you a further explanation as why this visa is no longer good? So
1: the thing is, I think even from the beginning, um, I wasn't supposed to have that visa. So um, when I learned that I was uh, accepted into the Little Street residency, mm-hmm. there was not so much time between um, the, ac- uh, acceptation? Uh, yeah, acceptance. the acceptance. Yeah, acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah, and having to go there so there was like maybe three months so and as an emerging artist I didn't have a lot of money to pay for a lawyer Yeah. so I did all my research by myself calling other artists and even calling the custom border agency and yeah. talking to these guys and asking questions like is it okay if I take this visa how about this one and so I thought I did my research really thoroughly and yeah. Um, I got through the first time, but I think the person who let me through didn't know what they were doing either. So I was, oh. um, I was on a visa that I wasn't supposed to have, and so when mm. I left for vacation and came back, I thought, well, I'm just going to do the same thing and they're going to let me through and it's going to be fine. And plus I had a really strong letter from Little Street, letting them know how much work I've done for the year and how much they love having me over there. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then this guy was like, no, whoever gave you that visa last year was wrong. And so now you just have to go back to your real home. i was <laughs> just like, OK, all right. <laughs> so my studio, my job, uh, my apartment, all my new friends, everything was, you know, I couldn't go back to that. So,
0: so logistically, well, first of all, I'm sure you cried for like a week straight.
1: Oh, I, I cried in front of the guy and he made fun of me.
0: Okay. You know what? That guy's an asshole. Whoever yeah, that guy I is, just, I hope you hear this podcast and just know. Yeah. Mean a hole. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get it off your chest, girl. It's a oh podcast. God, you can oh. say whatever you want. I don't know. Um, but logistically then, <laughs> is your boyfriend your partner was he from Chicago?
1: no um we're not together anymore
0: oh um, so your ex-boyfriend was yeah. he from montreal with he you? was
1: from toronto okay um, and he was uh getting his master's in chicago
0: okay so his um, visa was good It his wasn't his visa like, was fine yeah like you're in purgatory and he's like good to go over there yes <laughs> so did he just like pack up your stuff and move that like send it to you
1: well uh so it was a really big struggle so i was at home with my mom and I was just like, I have to go back home just to get my stuff. Yeah. So I bought another plane ticket and I went back to Chicago and they caught me at the border and they mm-hmm. interrogated me for more than an hour. Yeah. And they're like, why are you coming here? Uh, you, you don't have the right to be here um this is illegal um two weeks is a little too long to pack your stuff i'm like i was gonna say it's
0: like could you even get in because you had that return ticket that was well, kind of like I,
1: I had to fight to stay because they were like we're gonna put you back in a plane and send you back to montreal but i told them i have an apartment to you know i have to cancel my lease i have to close my bank account i have to get all my stuff i you know i just
0: you can't just, like, kick me out. Like, there's, like, logistical no. things you have to deal with.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I had to fight for that, and I was extremely stressful. So I went back to Chicago, packed up all my stuff, said goodbye to my friends and my boyfriend at the time, and it was the saddest time of my life. <sighs> I'm
0: I was like, sh- I want to cry for you. <laughs> I and mean,
1: I cried for three months straight after that. I was yeah. just like, what? Why? You yeah. Know? What is the
0: point? You know. Well, you know what? I mean, I was born in America, and but I have nothing great to say about my country right now. It's really hard. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, that's the thing. It's just like I think on the political level, it's very bad. Um, I'm sorry for you guys. Yeah. Um, But you know, when I was in Chicago, I had the best experience. You know, it's just like I met the best people, and um, I could travel around the states, and you know, meeting so many people and having all these professional opportunities. You know, I only had the best time. Like, if it wasn't for that, like my opinion (laughs) would be much Much higher. But even then, it's still I still have a high opinion of of my experience and of the people I've met there. You know, I I won't say like, oh. America is bad. I think a certain part of it, and I think it's just like any country, you know. You, yeah. Like nobody has a
0: white hand, you know. It's just yeah. like <laughs> I guess I should restate that as like politically, I don't have a lot of great things to say about my no, country. No, exactly, right now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. Like okay, so say for instance, was your landlord nice to you? Like, did he let you out of your lease?
1: They don't know yet.
0: Oh my God, are you are you paying rent in America?
1: No, I'm not it's kind of a weird situation wait a minute
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because how do you <laughs> wait i'm, I'm confused it's I just I, I, there was
0: <laughs> and we're back hello <laughs> computer crash but still got my recording oh nice sirens pen. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I've seen those all around. Yes,
0: buy them. They're how we're paying for our gallery. That's
1: really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Okay, so your rent, you're not paying.
1: No, I'm not paying. So the thing is, um, I think I got overwhelmed uh, with this uh, problem that happened to me at the border. That's
0: understandable.
1: Um, And I think for the longest time, last fall, I just couldn't... I just couldn't do anything about you know like papers and whatever that's administrative red or, you tape know. as I like to call it. Yeah, and so uh, it's kind of a complicated situation, and I have to take care of that. I just I feel like I'm just catching my breath from this, you know. Yeah. And I'm the worst already at communication and like deadlines and <laughs> things like that. And right now, I think. Uh, my uh, ex-partner is taking care of that at the moment Um, and then eventually when I come back home and I'm gonna have some time I'm going to sit down and get everything in order yeah but at the moment I'm I'm still like a little bit uh, frazzled
0: (laughs) well on the bright side you don't have a credit score or need a credit score in the US so you're fine yeah it's fine (laughs) I don't
1: need it anymore
0: (laughs) You're apparently not ever going to get to live there. So whatever. No. But um, yeah. And you canceled your bank account. Like you pulled your money out and all that. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe,
1: maybe. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) we're... So bankers and uh, landlords, I hope you don't listen to this this podcast uh, (laughs) because they're going to come and get me.
0: Well, I think there's like the reality of stuff is like all that kind of paperwork and stuff. It's just hard for everybody, right? Yeah, I know. Like we yeah. all have to pay taxes, and I mean, even right now, I went to a doc. I'm signing up for my health insurance, and mm. I have the packet, and I start, and I just get confused and don't know what you to. You don't put.
1: understand half of the words, too. It's just yeah, you like, don't understand what does this half- mean?
0: Yeah, and I don't want to sign up for the wrong thing, and. <laughs> somehow I just think that no matter what I do it's never it's not actually going to work and I go to the doctor once then I own seven hundred dollars somehow oh
1: yeah I had to go to the doctor once last year it was five hundred dollars thank you
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> guess and what I, Canadians <laughs> oh
1: I know and I and I went to get my prescription and I almost cried in front of the pharmacist because I'm like but how 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 do people do you know like I we mean, don't I know and I have friends that are like yeah I have five cavities and I'm just like whoa you've got to take care of this and like yeah but I can't really afford it this is actually really breaking my heart
0: yeah no Um, you know what the one thing I do shell out is for the dentist because I I get my teeth cleaned every six months it's like 200 bucks mm -hmm. um but to me like teeth are really important I don't have any cavities yeah so that I stay on top of and my lady parts thanks to Planned Parenthood yes thank you thank you to (laughs) Planned Parenthood because without you I'd be in a whole lot of mess yeah um but yeah, that's the reality of that. Mm-hmm. So your work, so that's all. So yeah, you're just like swimming in paperwork and still figuring it out.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I don't even talk. want to talk about taxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't talk about taxes. Just, no, this, oh. is, this
1: is like my monster under the bed, you know? Yeah, like
0: you, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't acknowledge it, it's not there or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've been doing this, so
0: yeah, I'm no. fine. I'm yeah, safe. you're fine. <laughs> Keep going. It's okay. Until... Nobody from the IRS is going to listen to this. It's a podcast for artists. Yeah. They don't
1: care about us.
0: Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> so your work is expensive as it rightfully should be. Mm-hmm. I can't even, Im- I-, I mean, you have a brooch sitting on the table and I'm just staring at it cause it's so pretty. I can't even imagine how long it takes you to make one of those oh, yeah. duh. ballpark
1: i mean so it's it's kind of hard to to say now because when i started making the work i would count all my hours i had this book with like oh i worked two hours on this today and then Uh. five hours the other day and so when I started making this work, it would take me b- between 40 to 60 hours for every piece. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, but today I have a different way of making the work is that instead of working piece by piece, mm-hmm. I usually um, get my idea of like the multiple pieces I want to make, and I work on them as if it was kind of a production. Yeah, you can uh, bounce you know?
0: back and forth. You don't waste time exactly. sitting in the kiln. You can jump and do something else. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: you know, I, I make... couple pieces at the same time Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like I don't really count my time anymore um, yeah but because if I counted it I think I would yeah no I don't sleep a lot (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) well can may I ask you like how much does that piece cost that I'm looking at
1: um this one I don't know exactly but I think she's around maybe thirty two hundred dollars okay
0: yeah that's not that bad. No, it's I not that bad if, if you
1: consider that you know, like half of that is going to the gallery, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, I mean, I've had works that were way more expensive, but these happen like once or twice, you know. Yeah. And then I have some works that are also a little less expensive than this, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to be fair to myself and I think that this is important as artists. I had a conversation like that uh, uh, with somebody last week about how do you price your work and um, how do you respect yourself through that and also the work of other artists. Mm -hmm. Because if you undercut your work... You're uh, undercutting
0: other artists.
1: Other artists, but also I find it's already um, hard to make people understand the value of what we make and Mm -hmm. if you say, oh, this is just costing like... A couple hundred bucks and I know that it costs, it's like way more than this because I know the time it takes, the material expenses. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that that goes into the price of a piece. And, yeah. you know, if, if, if you want to eventually, I don't know, uh, keep on paying your bills. Yeah. You know, I mean.
0: Well, I took a really great business class and we talked about that. And he, I think I was on the beginning of making work and selling it and something that they're like, well, okay, so how much... Even to, like, how much do your studio clothes cost? How much is your health insurance? How much is your house payment, your car payment? You need to take all of that and take a percentage of that and add that onto every piece that you're selling. Yeah,
1: and it's not just that. Like, also, I think about my communication. Like, how many hours do I spend every week just answering emails? Yeah. If I wasn't doing it myself, I would probably have to hire somebody to do it. And this would be also one of the costs of my production, you know? and. Yeah, um, I think it's important to be right on your prices. Even even if you think, oh, this is really expensive, like I couldn't a- a- afford my own work.
0: None of us can. You know, like none of us. <laughs> Melanie blinkers in the background shaking her head, just like no.
1: But more. at the same time, I mean, this is the reality of it. You know, like some p- other people have those regular job and they get how like seventy five thousand dollars a year, yeah. even more. You know, and it's just like. They get a salary, we do this, but it's like gambling when you're an artist, you know, you just Mm -hmm. invest in everything, your time, your energy, your money, your heart, your soul, like everything, like, I mean, I invest all of that. And I never know if it's going to be bought or, yeah. you know, even if people are going to appreciate it, like every time you put something out, it's just like, okay, here's my baby. Um, do whatever you want with it, but yeah. don't be too mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw, I went to that art jewelry forum conversation and writing mm-hmm. this morning. I saw you there. Hello. Yeah, hi. Um, Bella Nyman had one of your brooches on, yeah. which I've seen her rock before. Yeah. Um, my question to you is, do you, have you been consistently selling pieces um,
1: I mean, so when I had uh, the show last year at Ranschen & Ross mm-hmm. um, with Bela yeah. um, I was very surprised of the outcome because it was a successful show. So this allowed me to finish my year in the U.S. without having to worry about paying my rent or buying my food, paying my bills. So that was really great. And well,
0: what would you define success as? Like you sold like three pieces?
1: I mean, like almost half the show.
0: Oh shit, that's yeah. successful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's. Good. Um,
1: and there was a lot of pieces. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and and with the prices of the pieces, then that was you know, that was a good, that's good. amount of but money. good. But that was like so. a
0: how much did you think it took you probably like a year to make all that work or less maybe to make the work. Yeah, that was in the show. To kind of give a judge, like, because, you know, like if you have like a big show like that, I think mm-hmm. about all if it takes you about 40 hours or like a week or so to make one piece. I don't know, like maybe I, I was just trying to figure it out. Well, the thing <laughs> like is my mind.
1: this this was a kind of a crazy experience last year because uh, when Bella first contacted me it was uh, over the summer of mm-hmm. 2016. And I also knew at the same time that I got into the Lowell Street residency So oh, okay. you know in September I you know emptied all my studio and my place in Montreal and moved everything to uh, Chicago mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, when you move somewhere and you have to relocate and ins- like reinstall everything, it's just uh, getting to know a new city and getting to install your studio. So that takes a lot of time.
0: And get comfortable in your studio. Yeah.
1: And right before I moved to Chicago, Bella is like, hey, guess what? <laughs> uh, we're giving you a solo show and it's happening in January. I freaked out. Oh, I would freak I was just, out. <laughs> first, I was I freaked out because I thought, wow, this is amazing. Like, I get to have a solo show in New York. This this is just like the opportunity of a lifetime. Like, yeah. and then uh, I was 25, 26 at the time. Yeah. So I felt extremely lucky to, you know, to be asked to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was like, okay, September to January, how many months is that? <laughs> Not so, enough. <laughs> so I didn't sleep a lot to get to get all the work together because yeah. I, I had some pieces but then by the time the show happens, some pieces have sold so then it's like okay I have to make more and more and more every time and so you know it was uh I was racing against the clock.
0: Congratulations on Thank accomplishing you. it. Thank you. I mean <laughs> it's just kind of nuts to me it's like the things... You know, like getting a 40 hour a week job sounds glorious. I mean, I got one now, but I'm hustling on top of that as well. Um, But Mm -hmm. just to only work 40 hours a week, I mean, this is I'd be dreamy.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm just like, how do people do it? I'm like, I dream of just going back home at night after five o'clock and just have nothing to do. Yeah. And have and not have to think about my work. Yeah, it's like, hey, I want to hang out with friends without feeling guilty about it. Oh, you know? the guilt is hard. Oh, it's so hard. Like this is, oh, yeah. I love being an artist and having this yeah. amazing opportunity of doing what I want, but at the same time. I feel like I don't do what I want, you know? Yeah.
0: And I think it's fair to say that. Like, I know people sometimes are like, oh, poor you. Well, you chose to be an artist. Yeah, that's right as well. Yeah, yeah. But like, damn it, I can say out loud that, hey, I don't like the fact that I just constantly guilt myself and can't seem to relax and just chill.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, even if you're like, okay, I've worked so much today and I've, you know, I've really, it was a really productive day and then, you just go out and you're like, oh man, and you're thinking about your projects and what you have to do tomorrow, and then you go to bed and you can't sleep because you're thinking about all this. It's it's a little too much. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I need a couple cocktails before I actually like forget the fact that I need to be working somehow. <laughs> I have no shame in saying that. I'm no, like, I know. Like, it's like, whatever now. Just yeah. I'm like, keep on I'm drinking. fine. I'm just going to have another drink. I, well, you know, there's also <laughs> thing it's like, once you have one cocktail, you're like, I can't really work anymore anyways. So yeah. oops, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Taking the night off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was uh, doing my undergrad, um, uh, my teacher was uh, Kara Johnson, uh-huh. and I had to finish this Hollower project. And um, she's like, "Okay, tomorrow morning, I'm gonna come at." at nine in the morning and we're going to talk about this and so the night before i was still working on that project and i was just so hungry and i thought i'm just going to go back home and a friend was waiting for me at home with a beer and a supper and then i was just like you know what i'm just too tired to go back to school now i'm just gonna go to sleep and wake up earlier and just go to school earlier than my teacher and finish this before we meet well i got there very early and she was already around my bench (laughs) really <laughs> and she's like what did you do last night I was just like well you know I just went home and I ate and and then I was just too tired you know and I don't think it's good to work when you're too tired and she's like well you know when you do jewelry you have to be really committed and that's the only thing that counts <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and and at
1: the time I was just like Ah, no no this isn't true and I feel like Today I understand what she, what she meant by that, but I, yeah. I still think there should be more of a balance. And I yeah. think this is what I'm gonna try to find this year. It's like balance between my work and myself,
0: like taking care of myself. That's been a big conversation for me. Um, we were just talking about it this morning and I think there's something, uh, that's the hardest thing is finding a balance and giving yourself permission to do it. Yeah, But also then you have to like, I finally got to the point where I'm saying no to things. Yeah, it's hard. It's a magical place to get to. to, Oh, yeah. The privilege (laughs) to say no, right? Yeah. Because you're so hungry to do so many things. Yeah. Um, But I'm making less and less jewelry because I'm working on this podcast more and I can't... I can't keep up the pace of both. I have to make a choice yeah. and I'm consciously choosing one. And that's the way that I'm trying to strike a balance for myself. Yeah, but and-
1: your podcast is just, uh, I've, I've told you this many times, but <laughs> it's such a good podcast and you know, these conversations are m- very much necessary to have. And no, you, you know, you. Um, If you do that for a while, then this is great because you're contributing to the field in a different way, and I think it's really important. And um, actually, Bela Naiman mentioned this this morning when we were talking about uh, writing and how important it is to write about um, jewelry but i think your podcast is opening up a, a, a new uh, place for it to talk about it not just writing but just having those conversations mm-hmm. i think is good and it's just so casual and fun to talk with you so you know it's just <laughs> it doesn't have to be this like a uh,
0: very serious uh, yeah exactly. academic type of
1: yeah yeah and talking. so i think that is important because um a lot of people that I know um, don't really understand what it is to be an artist. Yeah. And they don't understand the work that we make. Yeah. And I find that if they listen to that podcast, this podcast, may, well, they might understand all the work and all the energy and everything we're doing to make this work, you know? Yeah. We're not just like looking at the clouds and <laughs> doing nothing all Living day. my
0: life. We don't all have trust funds, y'all. That's not, <laughs> that is not oh, how people no. become working artists, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I think that's, I'm I'm not very, my friend David, I love him. He was like, he always proofreads things for me because I I was like, I want to talk about things. I have so many things I want to say. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, so you have to start writing to get your voice out there and be able to put these. And I remember once he's like, you're just not good at writing. Writing, writing <laughs> is hard. It's my best friend. He's like, you're just <laughs> well, a bad honest. writer. He's honest. Yeah. And I think that's good. And the honestly perceived value was going to be a book. I had this idea to do this in series of interviews and write about it. And I was like, you know what? Screw that. I have been talking too much since I could. So I'm just going <laughs> to lean into that. <laughs>
1: No, I think this is a really good format to do this. I think yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, y'all, we all have to play to our strengths. Your strengths are creating the most amazing, mm-hmm. incredible, beautiful cloisonné brooches. Thank you. And mine is talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so tomorrow at the Mesa, mm-hmm. um, is it, what's the real name? It's like Handwork Mesa or something. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, like a, the convention a center name. of, yeah, and there's this big thing, big convention artists, all types of crafts and whatnot but that's where Talente is and they're going to announce the award like who gets Art Jewelry Forum's Artist Award yes what time does that happen at
1: I have no idea I love
0: you <laughs>
1: you know I'm You're the like, worst. I didn't... <laughs> I'm the worst like whenever I like I uh, so the <laughs> night <laughs> the week before coming here, I was still preparing for the show I'm having in Montreal.
0: Oh, yeah. Your Instagram was stressing me out. I was like, oh, poor girl is working around the clock. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> like, I, I did an overnight from Monday to Tuesday, and I took the plane on Tuesday. Fell asleep before the takeoff. Woke up when we landed. So this is oh. how tired I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I going to go with that? Uh, uh, what were we talking wait, wait, about? Wait, wait. Um...
0: <laughs> Oh, the time that the awards happened. Oh, yeah. And just so so I didn't
1: have any time to prepare for the week. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go see this show. I'm going to go talk to that person. And we're going to go here and here and here and there. And I'm just like, I don't even know where I'm going to sleep. Like, I don't even know what's the address. I don't even know who's there um i don't even know what's happening i'm just like i know it's going to be an amazing week and there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of things to see and i'm just gonna follow people around and just uh, do what they do and just enjoy it you know yeah
0: i think that and I i made an instagram post about this today too because i felt guilty that i haven't seen i've seen three shows oh don't worry about it i know but you're here and you know there's all this amazing jewelry going on and the whole point of this is to see these exhibitions but between exhibiting and having a podcast like i just really wanted to sleep for like three hours today oh yeah and that's what i did before this i just went home and went to bed it's
1: okay you need that it's important to sleep
0: i'm gonna see some work tonight yeah um, photocopy which is kelly riggs and adam gringovich is that
1: <gasps> oh his? yeah I've, I've
0: got to you go see the, the show. ring on yeah. yeah okay you guys so can't see, see that it, but <laughs> the ring is beautiful <laughs> um i'm gonna see that i'm going to go to pina kotech pina tonight there's a party tonight never gonna miss the party come on oh no
1: the party Yes, yeah, is, is the, the most important one thing part. to go to the rest
0: <laughs> whatever um <laughs> Carlos Silva I got to meet him mm-hmm. and we've been like internet friends so I'm gonna like try my hardest to get there mm-hmm. but like
1: I don't know I don't think I'll get to much else maybe but you've got everybody coming to see you though oh I mean, yeah like you have a sh- the show and you have to stay here but the thing is everybody's coming through this door so yeah. I mean you don't see the exhibitions but you mm-hmm. get to meet the people
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got to go to Palsamas. oh show it's it's close you have you been oh, there I, i've i've seen it the thing <laughs> that is so like, amazing <gasps>
1: about this week it's just like i get to meet people that i've been admiring works for so many years like the other yeah. day i met uh philly cave
0: oh you were telling me about that last and night.
1: i and i kind of squealed in front of her and i almost cried because oh. i was just i was just like oh no this is so ridiculous but you know it's just like you know when you start making jewelry and you look at all these books and you see these works that you feel really deeply connected to and then you finally meet get to meet the artist and you're like yeah you make this and i think this is so amazing because you made me change my perception or like uh, of of what jewelry is or what it can be or what we are allowed to do you know yeah. it's just thank you so much for being so amazing and making such beautiful
0: works you and know? having an impact on my life I think exactly. that's like, yeah. like I, I relate to you like our opening I was in it was just bizarre to me that people that were all in this room at once I was just kind of in shell shock I was like mm-hmm. I can't believe this is happening that's it's just like David B. Lander in heaven,
1: Britain right there oh I know I know I, I wrote to her and I was just like I'm sorry I'm very corny but I really love your work can I meet you please oh my god and I was just like <laughs> writing this and just shrinking into my chair and, oh. and then she responded to me she's like yeah I'm here come and see me and I'm like oh my god okay. I'm going to see her right after this so. oh you are oh no this is bad I'm gonna be oh red like a
0: tomato and I'm not gonna know what to tell her about. <laughs> I know but you know what the you know the funny part about that is mm-hmm. is that you walked in last night to Marta Matson's, yeah. and there was a couple people that had that reaction about you
1: yeah this has been weird somebody the other day asked me to sign something yeah I like, can I have can I have your autograph and I was just like sure <laughs> that was that was the weirdest thing I mean it, it was it's bizarre it, right I mean you know I was just like very flattered because I'm like well people really like what I do and at the same time like you know when you make when you make work you will never have the same eyes about it than other people you know mm-hmm, sometimes yeah. I wish I could step out of my own body mm-hmm. and just take on new eyes and See my work, you know, because I see it and I'm just like, oh, I'm not happy with this. This could be better. This is not right. You
0: see the flaws. I have the same thing when oh. I listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, oh I screwed up the volume there. Blah, I'll blah, give blah. you my ears. Okay, I'll That's give a... you my eyes. It's a deal. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, can, I know how what you mean. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I think the interview is going to save... Oh, I hope so. I Hopefully. hope everything goes well. Otherwise,
1: s- it's been really fun anyways.
0: <laughs> I know. it's. It, how did you feel about, so we're set up in the gallery and it's kind of just like, I don't know, it's like a performance piece. It's not really, I'm just podcasting, but people have been coming in and whatnot. Were you comfortable at that? i
1: yeah, I mean, for a minute
0: there, there's like three phones v- filming us. I didn't like even see. Weird. I was
1: just like, I'm not going to look, you <laughs> yeah. know? Just uh, focus on me. It's okay. Yeah, We're just and, having a conversation. Yeah, nobody's there at the moment, so mm-hmm. it's good. But no, I, I mean, it's fine. It's yeah. good. I, I was on TV once. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live TV. So wow. that was intimidating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually when I do the podcast, it's like me and another person having a beer in my living and room. Those
1: cats around.
0: Actually, actually uh, don't judge me on this, but I don't like cats.
1: No, I know it's okay. Don't. It's okay. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a cat lover, but I won't judge people that don't like cats.
0: Like, I'm appreciator of them. Like I appreciate Emily Cobb and Leslie Boyd, who both are like madly in love with their cats. Oh
1: yeah, I don't have a cat at the moment, and I'm.
0: Mm. you kind of strike me as the person that would have like three or four cats <laughs>
1: oh I'd have 20 if I could I know there's an island in Japan somewhere around there and it's just like filled with cats and isn't there like, one with bunnies I mean there's one with bunnies there's one with cats God is there one it, Japan. with dogs or just... have
0: you been to Japan I feel like your work is going to start. never but I would country. love
1: to like when I was a teenager I, would, I was really into anime and of course manga you were yeah I like... totally see that about you um so yeah like traveling to Japan is one of my dreams uh so hopefully it just happens sometime soon or win
0: that AJF award and take some of that money because you get $7,500 if you win huh
1: Seventy five hundred. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm really bad with numbers sometimes. Oh, that's English. American, so I don't know what it is. Seven thousand, right? Yeah, seven thousand okay. five hundred. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a big award, right? This is, um, like... this
0: is a really big deal. <laughs>
1: no, no. I mean, I know, I know it's a big deal, but I just... <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm in this. No, <laughs> no I know it's a big deal, but I'm just like that's also a lot of money. That's to a get. lot of money. You know, I'm just like sometimes you get awards and they give you a thousand
0: dollars or, mm-hmm. you know, but like that's. They, they make it worth it. And I think you get some kind of solo show or something. I'm not really sure. I should have to, I oh my researched God, it. I don't, I don't even <laughs> know. Like, don't you dare say <laughs> I'm solo the worst. I'm sorry, AJF. Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys are the best. Yay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll wrap this up so you can get to hell in Britain because like. Oh, yeah. That's very important.
1: Yeah. Especially after being so corny. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's cool. I she was here the other
0: please. night and I clammed up. I had nothing to say. I couldn't think of one thing to talk to her about. I was just standing next to her awkwardly.
1: Oh, I know. This is probably what's going to happen. And uh. that's
0: a lot for me because I can talk to anybody.
1: Yeah. Oh. I don't know. We're Anyways. just sometimes really impressed by people. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: Well, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you or- so Hali. much. Oh, or- wait. Oh, Hali, Guillaume. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, Hali, Guillaume. There we go. <laughs> Keep saying it until it sticks. <laughs> Well, everyone, this has been another episode of Perceived Value live from Munich, Germany at Munich Jewelry Week. Well, not live, but, you, you know, um, a podcast broaching the subject of value with artists. Until next time. Perceived Value is a podcast recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as at Perceived Value. Stream us directly from our website at perceivedvaluedpodcast.com or listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just don't forget to rate and review us. Thanks for listening.